Hello there. Do you like real-life historical tales? If so, have I got the perfect podcast for you. My name is Alice, and I host the Backtracker History Show. Based in the UK, this self-confessed geek takes you for a stroll down memory lane and shares stories and interesting nuggets of information that has been discovered along the way. From tales of tragedy and sadness to epic stories of human courage or creativity, there are many people in history who have made their mark, however small. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, and remember to leave a rating or review if you can. If you want to find out more, you can get in touch with me via Twitter or Facebook using at BacktrackerUK with a capital V, capital T, and a capital UK. But until then, take care guys, and look after each other. Welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And we finally got some good news today. Uh, <laughs> finally. Yes. So we finally found out. So I, I've actually spent all weekend uh, in Oklahoma um, helping move my granddad from, from one town to another. So we got a notification on our, uh, on our business app, Teams, whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically saying, hey, we're having an all-company call on Monday. And I'm going, okay, well, hopefully that's them telling us that we're opening back up and going back to work full-time soon, which it sounds like it is. Well, yeah, I, I kind of figured that because they don't do those all-company calls for just everyday, normal, run-of-the-mill stuff. Mondays usually are for, you know, district manager calls. Yeah. Where, you know... We used to, I used to work every Monday, and so I'd be in on that. We would just have a, a call with our district manager and the other theaters within our district. Yeah. What's going on? They usually only do a company call for all company call for like big stuff. Right. So right. that's why we kind of knew where well, we kind of suspected. Yes. Uh, some of, so at least some of the stuff they were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they haven't given us anything concrete yet as as to when you and I are for sure going back, but it's sounding like here in the next two weeks. I assume that when we go to seven days a week, we'll be yeah. recalled. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Granted, our business has been slow. I yeah. mean, compared to what we're normally used to, uh, <laughs> you know, we're used to on the weekday doing what, six, seven, 800, you know? Yeah. yeah. On, and that's on a slow day. So, yeah. um, so yeah, when you've got us on, on days where we normally do two or three thousand, and we're down to five hundred for the entire weekend instead of one of those days, it hurts. Yeah. So, uh, but it'll be good to to actually get back. It means we're also getting new movies, and that is exciting too. So, Yay. Uh, one of them is not. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show because that news made waves and really. Uh, it set forth a lot of emotions so we'll talk about that you guys already know what it is if you're listening to the show i'm sure <laughs> but let's get 
let's get into that real quick. So uh, Tenet is opening Labor Day weekend. That's the big one. So it's actually opening uh, September 3rd. Technically the Wednesday before Labor Day, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is great because we've been waiting for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing kind of uh, doing that roadshow rollout as of right now since New York and LA still aren't open yet. So it's just going to places where theaters are open and ready mm-hmm. to go. So us, yay. Yay. Um, yeah. As, as far as I know, still the only theater in our county open. Yes, that's about to change soon. Yes. Um, as as one of our competitors and is about to react. About, yeah. And one of our other uh, theaters in our companies getting ready to open in correct three weeks something like that something like that, something like that. So, anyway so there's that um of course new mutants is sticking to its august 28th date as of right now so we'll have that uh finally and, finally after three years of movies just uh, it's good. i'm gonna have such low expectations for it that when we finally get it <laughs> i'm gonna think it's the greatest thing ever so uh and then the week before that, we get Russell Crowe's Unhinged. So we'll at least have kind of a, a selection of things to choose from over a, a few weeks. Yeah. Which, which is a Probably still have some retro titles for a while, though. Yes. Until we get enough new releases to kind of work those through. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was, that was the big good news we got today, is that we're, we're finally getting to go back to work. Um, Obviously, we'll still be under certain restrictions, such as, you know, social distancing seats and half capacity, all that. Yep. But at least we're going to have the, the hours to actually get in, get some work done, you know, and actually get paid for all of our time instead <laughs> of just, you know, I can give you a few hours here and a few hours there. Yeah. Here, quite actually, quite the quite more, quite. you know, regular and normal schedule. Yes. Rather than one long shift and then a few random hours here and there to get stuff done. Right. So, all that being said, so yeah, so I was down in Oklahoma over the weekend uh, when we were anticipating what this call was going to be. Um, so I'm excited because everybody's asking, like I ran, you know, got to see my cousin and my uncle again as we're doing this move. So, of course, the question is, how you doing? How you getting by? Uh, my cousin's working from home. My uncle does not. He's, he's got, uh, he's considered essential personnel, so he's been working. Granddad's retired, mom's working, and I'm sitting there going, I'm the only bum here, so <laughs> yay, me. And, you know, everybody understands the situation that release dates keep getting pushed, that we can't get back to work in time. Uh, it makes you feel any better. I'm the only bum in my family, too. Yeah, it does. You know, my dad's it, retired, and all my siblings were either able to work from home or considered essential, so. Yeah. So. Just me. So, you know, like I said, we're, we're a luxury item. We're not essential. So true. it means we're nice or something to that effect. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so that was the question is, you know, what's going to happen? I'm like, well, hey, I just got this announcement that we're having this call. So hopefully I'm going back to work soon, guys. You know, so it's kind of celebratory. Yeah. Got my granddad moved. Uh, I guess my uncle, my, my uncle and my cousin came down and actually moved like furniture from upstairs down into the garage. So all we would need to move out of there is the mattresses and box springs, which was nice uh, that we didn't have to haul a bunch of shit up and down stairs because it's a steep flight of steps. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but I reached, I reached peak family time uh, because I smoked on several occasions with 
my uncle and my cousin, uh, both together and separately, um, getting stoned with them. And Trisha, I text you on Saturday night after I'd smoked with my uncle. Uh, medical marijuana. It I was, was going to say, for anyone listening, we so currently live in, and he was also in a state where medical marijuana is legal correct. and everyone involved had the proper licenses correct is uh, not admitting to a crime no so and even if i was screw you it should be legal anyway <laughs> across 50 states we're taking that stance right here and now so uh, i'm licensed in missouri i'm not licensed in oklahoma so i kind of broke the law but kind of sort of but whatever it's in the privacy of somebody else's home so yeah. Yeah. so anyway uh but yeah, so if you're listening and you're not from Missouri, Missouri does not actually have any dispensaries open. So meaning if I wanted to get ganja, I've got to find somebody that's growing it. Theoretically, or, we should have by now, but you know, yes, 2020 sucks. Right. So anyway, so if I want to get, get my, my medication, as I'm going to now refer to it, uh, I have to find somebody that's growing it and selling it, which may or may not be legal. I think they technically have to be have to have a cultivation license and a couple other things, but I'm not sure how that Probably. works. Probably. Uh, I think they have to be a caregiver, is what I think it is. You have to have yeah. a caregiver's license as well. Um, meaning you can go ahead and distribute it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's either that or I go to one of the nearby states around Missouri to get marijuana. Uh, so you know the closest to us is. Arcan they're the closest three to us, Arkansas, Illinois, and Oklahoma, obviously. And then Colorado's a ways out. So all that being said, I'm down here. I might as well see, you know, if I can get some. Well, my uncle made sure I was taken care of. He sent me home with shit. So now I've broken two laws. Because <laughs> I've now bootlegged it across the state line. So, uh, you know, if you're going to use this against me, well, you know, in my, in my defense... You got shit fucked up. Like, fix it. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah, but wound up, wound up smoking with my uncle. And that medical grade stuff. So, Trisha, I told you, I texted you that night. Because I've seen you whenever uh, you've done things. You know. How much so. talking about? I'm innocent. <laughs> uh, anyway, I texted you and I said, you can't smoke this stuff. And you're like, are you judging me? Mocking me? Like, what's <laughs> going on and i'm like no it's just i'm about to melt it <laughs> it felt like you were mocking me I, I wasn't like i was sitting there like oh my god at this point i'm concerned for my health <laughs> like that's how good it was i'm sitting there going i'm melting into this couch and i can't even focus on this basketball game like i want to watch it and see how it ends but yeah so anyway but i feel like that's that's the peak point you can reach with any of your family members is to go and get stoned with them like it's one thing yeah everybody gets drunk with their family but like who can honestly say that they've been smoking with their uncle and their cousin my ultimate goal is still to get my uh my father-in-law so don't shake your head at me i i just see this disapproving look so it was pretty comical though you'd have laughed the entire time so but yeah, I got that done. Of course, I got to drive past a couple of our theaters, which are shuttered. So, yeah. yeah. So we I was have like, oh. two in Oklahoma? Three. Three? Three. Oh, yeah, it is three. Yep. So, um, and I for sure drove by two of them. So, 
Yeah. Which we will not name because I'm pretty sure two of them are in towns where they are the only theater in town, and that would make it way too obvious where we work. Exactly. Although, if it isn't already. Although at this point, I should probably just go ahead and start off every show with a disclaimer saying that we do not represent our company, that we, just in case we ever get caught, our thoughts and views are our own, <laughs> in no way reflect on such and such incorporated <laughs> or its <Strong>. affiliates. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, so while I was gone, you puppy sat for me. That's true. Did they have give you any trouble? No. That's good. I was hoping they would just for the stories. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Wait, no, you haven't puppy sat for me yet. That's coming this week. I didn't want to correct you on air. Okay, no, I'm like, <laughs> I was just going to roll with it until we got done. I'm like, no, Crystal was home. So. No, Crystal was home. That's right. She told that's me next weekend, but whatever. Yeah, that's next weekend. So, like I said, I wasn't going to call you out while recording. Leave me alone. Apparently, my brain still rotted from what I smoked Saturday night. So, that's, um, that's all right. You you got to witness. I accidentally discovered a new favorite Starbucks drink thanks to my anxiety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, last Tuesday, I went and voted because, you know, election day. Didn't yes. know and I got done, and I knew you were at the theater mm-hmm. waiting for delivery. So, I was like, oh, I need to get a day in and. and you know get some film work done so sure. i'll head over there well there's a starbucks right down the road from where we are and i was like you know what i got out i voted get myself a coffee whatever <laughs> literally on the drive over there mm-hmm. i was debating in my head whether i wanted a frappuccino or my favorite um cinnamon dolce latte okay well even though i decided <laughs> to just get the cinnamon dolce latte mm-hmm. i don't know what happened to me when i got to the speaker my brain went iced cinnamon dolce frappuccino and there was a pause probably because then the guy the guy who was working just heard me order an iced frappuccino and was probably like is there something wrong with this person right this is when a normal person would be like i'm so sorry i misspoke this is what i actually want yeah that's that no anxiety brain doesn't allow that anxiety brain goes nope you can't correct yourself you just gotta roll with it and see what happens yep so i'm like well i guess we're gonna find out so I get up to the window and they hand me my frappuccino and I go about my business. I drive back down to the theater. Dude, this thing was amazing. Yeah. Like even better than in latte form. Probably because it was way sweeter. Probably had a lot more sugar, but Probably. it was more cinnamony somehow. Probably because they threw in some more cinnamon syrup. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably my new favorite. Nice. <laughs> Thanks to my anxiety. Weird. It happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, other than that, yeah, I don't think anything happened at the theater this weekend that was noteworthy. I mean, I had enough idiots yesterday. Oh, wait, no. Our boss should have sent you a Snapchat yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Of a bunch of trash in an auditorium. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you remember, I texted you yesterday and I said something about the white trash quintet. Yeah. That's who did it. Of course it was. So let me explain the white trash quintet. They came in, mom's looking frumpy. They got two little girls and then two other dudes. One's got to be a dad and, or a friend or in some combination of the dad and other dude. Anyway, they came up, they'd already bought their tickets online. Now we've been doing uh, for members of the, our our rewards program, they get free tickets to any of the Disney movies. 
but it's a it's a cool little thing trying to put butts in seats i hate it because it's bringing in this kind of person they came in one of them or two of the two dudes have to put on their masks when they after they walk in the door they don't put it on before they get in so they come in one puts his on the other one has to take his ball cap off and put this gator thing on and then they come up of course they got dick nose going on too so it's just like really uh so yeah so the other one the taller skinnier one uh is the one who put his mask on first he had i'm calling it the soccer haircut where it's that that shaved on the sides and then slicked back into a Disrespect little respect soccer like that I, i'm just telling you that's what it was so uh i'm like him to white trash this was white trash soccer and if you saw him you would agree with me so like skin tone was the same so anyway Matsaka's not white he's not he's not I'm just telling you that the skin tone was the same so anyway they came up to to the register show off their tickets I tell them where they're going here's what they ordered they ordered two of our one dollar cookie dough things Mm -hmm. and cups for water and that's it woohoo Spent a little two dollars. Yes, Yay. you have completely Yay. defeated the purpose of us giving you free tickets. Yep. And I'm pushing like, you sure I can't get you like a just a small popcorn, maybe a small drink, you know, anything. Somebody want a beer? They went to their movie, and so our boss is doing the cleaning, and he calls me and he goes, "Kyle, get in here." And I go, "Okay." So I go to where he's at. And Was, it, wasn't there something with the water too? They wanted something that they weren't. Oh yeah, no. So with the water, they wanted the beer cups that we have, the twelve or the sixteen ounce beer cups. To which I said, no, they're inventoried, and I totally lied. But even still, no, you're not getting one um, unless you buy actual, you know, shit that's valuable and actually helps us. So that and that's just me being discriminatory, and I'll admit it. Uh, so I go in, and I mean, Trisha, technically, we're not supposed to give those out for free. So right, I mean, you're not lying. It's just people have been nice in the past i know mm-hmm. and you were not incl- so inclined to be nice correct so i go into this auditorium see our boss in there and get up to the bro and across five seats you saw the picture to go boxes container like little bitty cup containers of pasta salad uh, an empty doc like eight ounce dr pepper can in a beer cup because one of them bought a beer and I'm going, how, how, like it's getting to the point we're going to have to tell them no more outside blankets either. If they want to come in, like they got to quit smuggling this shit in. It's hurting us. Yeah. And I normally under normal circumstances, I wouldn't give two shits. I just laugh about it and say, really? Wow. Yeah. As we have many times in the past. Yes. But this is different. This is a whole new level of disrespect. Like this is, you know that we're a struggling business and yet you still try and fuck us over after you get free shit. Like what is wrong with you? (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That actually reminds me of something that happened on Twitter today or the the last week, Um, which if you follow us on Twitter, you've seen it. A lady was tweeting about, she had gone to a theater. I think it was last year sometime. And the the people cleaning the auditorium wouldn't let her come in. Said there was an unusual mess. And then she said that they left with a trash bag with something shaped like a sphere in it. And she was like, what is the mess? Well, 
I had to retweet it because the comments were a bunch of people who were movie theater employees going, you don't want to know. We've seen it all. Yeah. And I'm literally sitting here. I was thinking about it the other day. I was trying to think of what the funniest thing I could think of. And I think the one I included in the tweet was the prosthetic leg. Yes. Um, we literally, this was, this was several years ago, maybe three years ago, something like that. It was when, not with our current GM, but the one before. Right. Someone came up, to, came into the building carrying a prosthetic leg, a woman's prosthetic leg, judging by the shoe, and said, I found this in the parking lot. And we all just were like, you, what? You found a prosthetic leg in the parking lot? Yeah, I, it, was, it was on the ground. Like, I think it fell out of someone's car. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, surely someone is going to miss this and we'll be back for it. Nope. No one ever came back. It was never claimed. Huh. Yeah. So then I was trying to think of what else has been found in theaters other than, you know, the normal vomit, food that's been stuck in, outside alcohol, money. Use condoms. Use condoms, clothes. Yep. I found so many shoes and jackets. And, like, jackets are normal, but mm -hmm. shoes. Um, I have found shorts before. Sweatpants. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, there's always money. I remember being on floor regularly, and we would have competitions to see who could find the most, make the most money by the end of the shift. Right. And found money. I've never. Only time I've ever had someone curse me out over finding a quarter. But whatever. Yeah. Um. But then I was like, okay, what? What funny things? So I was trying to come up with a list. Uh, we had a lady, it wasn't found, but it was lost. Okay. Lady came in looking for her dentures. Right. How, how do you lose your dentures at a movie theater? As far as I know, she never found her dentures, at least not in our building. Um, there was the time that I was on floor on a weeknight, and I was cleaning out, I was cleaning theater. Walked up to a corner of the, the, the auditorium that was darker than the rest. Mm -hmm. And it looked like in the cup holder was a bunch of napkins shoved in there, which happens a lot, not unusual. So I reached down to grab said expected wad of napkins. And the second my hand touched it, I realized it was not a wad of napkins. It was a dirty diaper. Yeah, someone um, changed their child's diaper, balled it up as small as they could and shoved it in the cup holder. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. People are um, there was a Saturday night that we found a, I think it was, no, it was a Friday night. Either way, it was a weekend. We mm -hmm. found a backpack with weed in it. I remember that. And for some reason, you know, whoever was working that night, because I wasn't there when it was found. Right. We have off-duty, well, you used to, we don't now. Yeah. Because you know, pandemic. But we we usually have off-duty officers, like cops, in our theaters on Friday, Saturday nights. So there was an off-duty officer when that happened. It was not turned over to said officer. Yeah. So on a random, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, we decided, because it was stinking up the entire back, like, box office, office area. Like, you could not walk in there without feeling like you were getting, like, a contact high. Yeah. So finally, we're like, okay, this is dumb. So we called 
the non-emergency line and one of our regular cops actually came up and was like you know i can't do anything about this right i'm just going to destroy it I'm like yeah we just want it gone yeah. please take it right <laughs> but why 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 are we just leaving that to sit in the office and make us all yeah high at work like come on no um <laughs> oh and then there's the fun um you know when you get your magic mics and your 50 shades movies that you, you know you walk into a theater and you find a lone cucumber somebody must really wanted the salad I, I have not experienced that thankfully but um i know for sure it's happened uh i know because i'm pretty sure there was a frontliner that was in high school at the time that was partially scarred for life when they yeah. told me about it i worked the first sex in the city when it came out oh yeah that weekend uh between i found more alcohol in those movies than, well that's what i'm yeah that's anything I'm scandalous with that so like between all the alcohol bottles i found like just bottles of wine like the little minis little bottles of alcohol between that and the middle-aged broads that were hitting on me mind you i'm 20 at the time these women are all old enough to be my mother and they're wanting to <laughs> flirt at the box office if I never had to work a movie like that again, it'd probably be too soon. And nothing against middle-aged women. They're wonderful. They're beautiful, blah, blah, blah. It's just when you double my age to yours and you still want to, uh, I'm flattered. I really am. I just, I don't think that's, uh, I, it, it feels I, a little predatory. I don't miss the Twilights. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't, I, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the later ones. Yeah. Uh, back with our former company when we still had a phone that we had to answer right um we the phone rang i was in box office the phone rang and i answer it and all i hear is oh my gosh eclipse comes out tonight are you excited no i'm at work what do you want right also no but yeah i don't i don't miss those no i don't either but yeah yeah, the, the weird shit that we have found. Uh, didn't we find I, a, I, find I do a remember, gun here one day? We found a gun. Uh, that sounds right. I'm pretty sure I wasn't there for that, so I don't know. No, uh, I wasn't either. I found out about it after the fact, but apparently we found a gun in, I want to say, number eight that had just been left behind. So one of our other managers, who's a Maybe. gun enthusiast, had to handle it. So... Yeah, uh, we we found some shit. So, and that's not you know that's that's all that. That's not even counting all the people that we've caught you know screwing around in theaters and doing things they shouldn't be. So, yep. anyway, but yeah, uh, so yeah, on. what? So so yeah, when um they say it's an unusual mess and they don't want you to see it, yes. you don't want to know. You don't. You don't want to know. Or you do. We have seen everything. You don't want to know. Yeah. Like I said, unless you've got like a morbid sense of curiosity, in which case you do want to know, in which case, feel free to ask, we'll tell you. Also, also, if they're not telling you what it is, chances are if you knew what it was, you probably wouldn't want to stay and watch the movie. Also true. So don't, don't ask questions. You're not, you you don't actually want to know the answers to. Right. So anyway. All right. Well, you ready to hop into some movie news? Since we actually have some this week. All right. We'll we'll get through the nitty gritty stuff first. Uh, this one made me happy because you know how much I love the John Wick movies and yeah. we knew we were getting a John me Wick too. chapter 4 
they went ahead and yep. announced chapter five this weekend. And not only that, the because two why movies... not? Huh? Because why not? Yeah. Why you know, you? John Wick chapter four is going to be fantastic. Yeah, right. So might as well go ahead and get five in there. Uh, but four and five are being shot back to back. So, which means whatever Keanu Reeves is on right now, which I think is the Matrix four, as soon as he's done with that, he hops on the John Wick train and he goes bye bye. So that way we can find out to our favorite, you know, and you know, angry dog lover. So, um, I was pretty excited about it. I texted you, said I'm excited about it. Um, that's really all we got for that. Like, we're just overjoyed that. Well, we're getting movie news. <laughs> movie news, positive movie news. Yes. Um, Followed by uh, Nia DaCosta, who has directed the upcoming Candyman, which is coming out in October. Uh, I'm excited to see it, um, but she's directing Captain Marvel 2. So Marvel has signed her on. I'm, let me take a look and see what else she's done. Because uh, I'm sure. Because I'm not familiar with her work other than that she's doing those two movies. My God, she's showing me showing us up, Tresha. She's only 30 or 31. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, she's done mostly shorts. Her other two films were Little Woods and Top Boy was a TV series. Ooh, this might be good. Little Woods is a 2018 film that stars Tessa Thompson and Lily James, and it's a Western. Huh. I'm like, okay that could be fun so interesting yeah um i think it's great though because not only does it obviously give what uh marvel another female director to work with yeah um you know obviously it gives hollywood another female director to work with and another person of color to work with so yep. um so i think she's going to bring a unique voice to whatever she's doing um sounds like everybody's pretty excited about her uh, Ryan and Anna Fleck have both wished her well. They were the ones that directed um, the last Captain Marvel movie. So, uh, so yeah, so they've got their blessing. You know, so we can't ske- seem to keep one director for three movies in the Marvel Universe. Mm. Eh, you don't notice. You don't care. You're like, I just want the movie. Well, they're so spaced out that I'm sure a lot of directors don't want right. to wait around or or plan that far ahead they'd rather just go to the next movie that's fair um all right so this is one i didn't have on i was thinking about talking about it you liked tron and tron legacy right yes okay well apparently uh i think i know where you're going with this you heard about jared leto too yes so that's been rumored for a while i'm not excited about that prospect i'm really not no I say you should have, you knew what my reaction was going to be to that. It is. Yeah, no, I, I don't like Jared Leto. Yeah, that's, I know. It, I feel like I forget every time it comes up. But uh, yeah, so there, Disney's talking about doing that. I'm all for it just because, not necessarily with Leto. I, I hope that they. No, I'd, I'd love to have another Tron, but. Yeah. You just don't want to. Not with him. him. Right. I, if he's the bad guy or something in it or whatever, fine. I personally, I just want to see what happened with uh, Olivia Wilde's character after she got out of the grid. Yeah, me too. That's that's where I hope the story goes because I feel like there's so many possibilities that you could take it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see what comes of that. Um, 
But here's one I know you'll be happy about. So Hollywood's starting to get back into production on things. Jurassic World's back in production. The Batman, we talked about that last week. Uh, the one show, however, that you've been worried about that was supposed to premiere this month is finally getting back on track and will close out its shooting in Atlanta. Uh, yes. uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which is interesting because when they had to shut down, mm -hmm. they were in Prague. Yeah. Yeah, so they must have done some rewrites to... to and now they're in Atlanta. Stuff. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that's not the only one. You've also got Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye and Tom Hiddleston's Loki uh, that are going into production or back into production in Atlanta this week. So uh, Hawkeye is actually going to be in pre-production, so they'll be getting that one ready to go. Which I think Falcon and Winter Soldier, if I remember right, only had like 10 days or two something weeks like or that. something like that left. They didn't have a whole lot left. Right. So they've probably done some rewrites and built sets there in Atlanta. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the Czech Republic probably won't let them come back. <laughs> probably not. So, um, yeah, I think that's for the best. At least then they can get yeah. the show finished and get it out. Yeah, um, we can finally get it. Yes, and then Trisha can be happy and, you know. So, yeah. Uh, Apparently the uh, universe is against me getting the one show I was most excited about. Right. First an earthquake and Caribbean and now, global pandemic. It's true. It seems to be the most cursed show out there at this point. So, I don't know. I just know you're not getting to watch it anytime sooner. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. It'd be okay. We'll have Mandalorian season two soon. That's done. It's true. They prepared. So, uh, all right. So, while we're on the TV stuff, Freeform, which is it used to be ABC Family and all that, uh, is doing a limited dramedy series titled Love in the Time of Corona. No. Scheduled for premiere on Saturday, August 22nd and August 23rd. It's a four-part, two-night event. Nobody wants this. I am with you now. That being There have been extensive discussions on social media when this all started of no one wants this, don't do it. I know you're going to want to. No one wants it, don't do it. So hold on. So let me tell you what this is about. See if that changes your mind any. Spoiler alert, it won't. Um, all right. So Love in the Time of Corona will follow four interwoven stories about the hopeful search for love and connection during this time of quarantine. From the early days of the stay-at-home order through the events that ignited the worldwide Black Lives Matter protests, the miniseries was remotely shot and produced from the cast members' own homes. So uh, the series will feature real-life couples and friends along with their family members, including married couples, Hamilton's, uh, Hamilton alum Leslie Odom Jr. and Nicolette Robinson, Gil Bellows and Raya Kistelt, uh, along with their daughter Ava Bellows, and will also feature Rainey Qualley, Tom Dorfman, L. Scott Chap Caldwell, and Charlie Robinson. So I've actually got all four stories here. So I'm assuming it'll be one story per hour across the two nights. So uh, let's see, you have James and Sade, Sadie? S-A-D-E. Sade. Sade. Uh, a married couple who have been living somewhat separate lives are forced back under the same roof after the pandemic puts James' work travel to a halt. With headlines mounting, they begin to reevaluate their family's priorities. Too real. Uh, the mostly platonic friendship of roommates Oscar and Ellie 
becomes increasingly complicated with the uncertainty of the pandemic as they wonder if they can find love under one roof. Okay, so I'm quarantined with somebody, so I have to fall in love with them. Okay, that's a fan fiction trope. Why are we turning fan fiction tropes into reality TV? Right. Sorry, reality finger quotes. Yeah. Uh, Paul and Sarah put up a happy couple facade for the sake of their daughter, Sophie, when the pandemic sends her home from college. Though, unbeknownst to her, they have separated. See, that doesn't... No, that's... that's. I mean, yeah, that's probably the reality for somebody, but, like, really? And then that's, Nanda... That's depressing. Who wants to watch that? Right. And then you have Nanda, or Nanda, a headstrong woman whose husband is unable to return home from his rehab facility and is determined to celebrate her 50th wedding anniversary. Like... Wow. I, okay, so... Again, no you're... one wants this. No. I, I need to be at least 10 years removed from this shit before I watch it. And I can tell you, people being stuck at home and figuring out their love lives is not what I want to watch. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here going, there are so many other interesting facets to the pandemic that are worth watching, that would be worth watching. Not right now, but down the road. You know, uh, Adam McKay is working on a series for Hulu where they're trying to figure out the, the coronavirus uh, vaccine. And I'm going, would be good to watch. I know Michael Sheen and David Tennant did something for, I don't know if it was for BBC. I think it was for BBC where they, I think they were supposed to be in like a play uh-huh. before the pandemic hit. And so it, it's a series called Stage that's supposed to be this fictionalized version of them trying to rehearse for the play over uh, like you know facetime and over zoom and whatnot yes. and i heard good reviews for that but that was a fictionalized like everyone's stuck let's just do something silly to cheer them up right. that wasn't like, like a this happened we gotta capitalize on it yeah so that not that i've gotten to see the the staged because it's you know i'm not in the uk but but I'm like, that that was fine because again, that was when everyone was in quarantine and they're just trying to find some way to entertain people. Sure. This is freeform trying to capitalize on it by giving us crap that no one wants. Right. We just live through it. Why do we want to watch other people live through it? Yeah. No. We don't want to. Yeah, I'm not I'm not kosher with it. Like I'm just like, really, of all the things. And I get, I get that at some point you're going to want to do something based around that, like, and that's fine. Now is not the time. Uh, too many people are still having to live out this reality. Um, you yeah, know. this sounds like fan fiction turned into real life. Well, that one of the the pair living under the same roof, and yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, that's definitely, you know whatever <laughs> i'm just i'm going why do we need to be so depressing that we have to have a college student coming home and finding out her parents are separated like yeah like seriously like i know that's happened like i'm sure oh let's watch someone be traumatized and deal with their trauma in real life fun yeah. no okay. um this helps no one. This doesn't. benefits no one except for the ones who want to make money off of it. Right. If you wanted to do a documentary on people that are actually suffering through it, yeah, be my guest. But don't. That's do, fine. Don't do this. Do something that'll actually shine a light on these issues. And maybe that's what they're trying to do. I doubt it. You're like, just hoping for drama that 
you can yeah. show on air and people will watch. Right. And it's, it's that's not, not a, that's not kosher. Yeah. And it's not a reality series. It's, it's very much a dramatization, but still the, the reality of the situations these people are in is it's going to be way yeah. too close to home for a lot of people, especially right now. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, if you did this five years, 10 years down the road after we're all back out and things are semi normal again. Yeah. Yeah, by all means but until then no uh, i i i can't condone it i know i wasn't gonna watch it regardless um but after reading it i'm going i can't definitely I can't not sitting through it so um yeah so there's that um last big thing or last thing before we get into our big news because we're gonna take a quick break uh we've got tenet which we said at the top of the show is coming out um September 3rd here in the U.S. in certain cities. So doing that select rollout again. Um, but in China, so last week, I think we discussed it briefly. Uh, in China, they were opening theaters in certain cities, but the movies could not be longer than two hours. Yep. Was, I think, the, the limit, which is a problem for Tenet because it's two and a half. So... Yeah. I don't know if that's they're getting the full cut there. Let me double check, but it's supposed to come out August 28th over there. So a week before us, essentially. Hold on. Sorry, I'm looking for it. I think I had this set up. There it is. Did have it set up. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll, it'll open on August 28th. Looks like nothing's been said about run times or anything. I assume the runtime issue is going to be lifted by then. So either way, that's good news for Warner Brothers and good news for the movie theater industry over in China. Uh, yeah. Looks like it's going to be good news for us getting it just limitedly here. China is one of the biggest markets in the world as far as consumption of movies. So, uh, I mean, everyone likes to talk about us, but yeah, China, the studios make a lot of money off of Chinese movie yeah. goers. So yeah. if China's closed it's not just about getting the u.s to a part to a, 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 a situation where we can open right i mean that's only part of it but if we can get china open and the u.s kind of going we're going to be in a much better place to start getting movies again right uh, yeah and that's that's the thing like when it comes to the bulk of your your film's global gross it's going to come from those two countries so you can open it in China, South America, or not China, uh, you can open it in Europe, South America, wherever else, uh, but your numbers are not going to be quite the same as yeah. they would be in those two countries. And it's just because we're the biggest consumers of Hollywood film. Yeah. And that's even with China limiting the number of U.S. releases they take over there, because they have like a certain month every year where they don't allow any outside, like it's only Chinese yeah. films that are released so to benefit and, their own and they have censorship rules they do uh which we have to figure our way around those and that's why you get alternate takes over there as well that's why ted cruz is all pissy a couple months ago when we brought that up on the show so um yeah but it is good news it's good news for the industry and that's what we wanted you guys to hear so uh when we come back we are going to be talking about mulan and what's going on with it Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. 
The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. So, uh, I teased it at the top of the show. I've teased it uh, in that little intro to break. Uh, Mulan. It's the big elephant in the room for everybody in the theater industry. Um, We knew that Disney had pulled the movie from a theatrical release, and it was going to be indefinite, so we didn't have an exact time for when they'd be releasing it. Yeah. We knew that going into the show last week. We recorded the show. We got it posted. No sooner do we get it posted. As usual. As usual. uh, Within hours, we find out that Disney is taking Mulan and throwing it to Disney Plus. Now, they are not throwing it just to Disney Plus and being done with it. No, it, it, it won't be that easy. Instead, they are taking the movie and adding it on as a premium tier which means you pay more on top of what you already pay. Now, for Trisha, you and I, we've got this three-year deal where we paid 150 yeah. bucks, and it basically comes out to about four bucks a month. Whatever, right? Okay. Yeah, and that we had already prepaid, so right. we're not paying a monthly fee for it right now. Right. We so, had paid several hundred <laughs> last so, year. If you want to get Mulan, and I'm going to tell you don't do that, and I'll tell you why. You'll probably figure it out pretty quick. You have to pay $30. It's a one-time fee, which that's... Okay, so you're basically purchasing the movie at this point. Um, Which, okay. When you pay that $30 fee, the film is now available on your Disney Plus library until you get rid of Disney Plus. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going, okay, so it's PVOD with more steps. So you yes. have to have the you have to have the the subscription already, and then you have to pay this thirty dollars on top of it. At what point do people sit there and look at that and go, "No"? <laughs> like, There's already a lot of backlash, so. and there was a lot of backlash as soon as it was announced. Now you and I are against this just because we have said time and time again we need those big features. We needed yes. one. In all honesty, we probably need Mulan more than we need Tenet because we need families to come out and see those movies. But this strikes such a heavy blow to the theater industry as a whole. Disney already has a stranglehold on the market. Like, you just do. When you own your own stuff, you own Pixar, you own Star Wars, Marvel, Nat Geo, 20th Century Fox... You own all that, plus your Disney theme parks, plus the stores, all that. You got bukus and bukus of dollars to spend. Yep. So here's why they're doing it. The reason that they went ahead and decided that we're going to drop this movie on PVOD essentially at 30 bucks a pop is because, well, one, we know somebody's going to pay it. 
two, we're testing the waters to see if we can be as successful with it as Universal was with Trolls World Tour. And the biggest thing, though, is that they just had their quarterly call, uh, earnings call last week. Trisha, I texted you the other day. The reason they're doing this is because Disney posted their first quarterly loss in 20 years. A 20-year run of just making bank gets busted by a pandemic. And now I get they want... Now they're throwing us under the bus to try to get recouped some of that. Exactly. So I get it. It's business probably shouldn't take it personally but i kind of do at this point and before you come at us going well i have a family of so many and i got all these kids and it's just so expensive to go to the movies so i'd rather do this okay how about you wait then until the traditional theatrical window has closed and it is added to disney plus as as with everything else would have been right and then you can watch it with your family um, you can't expect everyone else to sacrifice, you know, us sacrifice our job security and people, you know, single people who want to go see it with their friends and pay for, you know, their one, maybe $10 movie ticket. You can't expect them to sacrifice everything, all of that, just so that you can save a few bucks right? and see it earlier. That's, that's not how the world works. No, no. And you raise a good point. There, there are people that, that depend on their jobs they depend on these movies for their jobs that's us obviously yeah we're we're fortunate enough we it's a family-owned company that we work for but it is it is one of the larger chains in the country granted it's not it's not huge and it's not global but we're in the top 10 but we're not right we're not like one of the top top ones yeah no we're in the Uh, top 10 as far as number of screens period so but it it hurts us who it really affects though are the independent theaters uh one of my favorites uh when i was in college down in springfield was the moxie cinema now this is just an independent theater and that's all they show is independent films uh they are not dependent on disney's dollar for what they do so kudos to them uh they would get certain big features that were uh, like the year i was there they got The Last King of Scotland, which came from Fox under their Searchlight banner. That's a huge deal because, one, it's still considered an independent film, even though it's being distributed by them. But, you know, that movie won Forrest Whitaker an Academy Award. That movie brought that theater in quite a bit of business. And so, you know, what's what's to stop, you know, say that happened now, we get that same movie and it's getting released and it's getting huge buzz. And then... Fox or Disney, whoever, to decides to look at it and go, we're going to throw it to this video on demand service. We just, you know, that's where you can watch it at because we're not sure what's going on. Um, you know, that the Moxie needed that movie. Yeah. You know, still needs movies like that. Um, bigger chains like ours need these big blockbusters to get families in seats. You know. And uh, it's, it's, it's a double with what's going on now because we movie theaters survive off of two times a year yeah summer and the holidays yes and we it's it's kind of like being someplace and working in tourism you need the summer money to hold you over for the winter we need the summer and the holiday money to hold us over for the fall and the spring when it's just quiet so we have lost the summer especially is the 
biggest one because that's that's a long period we lost basically our entire summer at this point we're going to get a handful here in kind of late august or september but it's not going to be anywhere near no what we should be doing right so we've lost our biggest money making period of the year and we've we've been shut down for months at a time yeah movie theater overhead is huge Our, our profit margin is not very big so we need whatever we can get at this point to survive right and so disney is one of those big ones that we generally make a lot of money off of so for them especially something like mulan that yeah it's another remake but this one actually had a lot of buzz yeah and people seem to be more optimistic for this one versus some of the other remakes that have come in the past and all those other remakes have also made us a lot of money and have sold really well. Right. So, you know, there's two things that were basically keeping the entire theater industry going through all of this crap that we've been waiting through. And that was Tenet and Mulan. And Tenet, I don't think there's been anyone on our side as staunchly as, as Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Period. But Mulan was the other one. Those two movies were kind of what everyone was banking on. Right to give us that kind of cash infusion that we needed to kind of reopen and get going. And Disney basically just pulled a rug out from under us. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're pissed. Yeah. Um, and I, I said it to you the other day when we found out that like, I was like physically angry and I've never been that point when it comes to this job. And I think the biggest part of that is we've gotten shed on not just us, but the entire entertainment industry. We've gotten shed on yeah. this entire time. And I get it. Like I've said, we're a luxury item. We are not essential. You do need to keep the grocery stores open, yeah. you know, factories, whatever you need to keep open to keep the main part of the, the biggest part of the economy going. But at some point we've got to get back to work too. The biggest thing being, you know, there's, there are people out there that have looked at this and looked at our theaters and said, well, I hope they go out of business. Like you're hoping that an entire industry goes away and people lose their jobs just because you had one crappy experience at a, at the Walmart of movie theaters. Like that's not fair to everybody else. If you don't like going, stop going or find a different theater. Cause I guarantee you, you can find it. If you would, if you would rather watch movies in your, your home theater and your living room, fine. That's fine. Don't wish an entire industry gone just because you don't like to go. Exactly. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't like, I don't really particularly enjoy you know certain ethnic foods but i don't wish that all of those restaurants close just because i don't like the food right no i know there's people that do so i just don't go there yeah yeah it's it's that simple like yeah yeah i just i don't i don't get these people but like i said this entire thing has just been just one constant punch in the nuts after oh sorry one more thing i saw someone post that (laughs) talking about movie theaters and and they were basically like, well, I hope that, that this all causes the, the you know, traditional system to go out the window and we go back to the studios owning theaters. You do not want you that. You don't want that. You do not want that. Yeah. Because that means you have one theater that's going to show Disney Fox titles. You have another theater that's going to show Paramount. You have another theater that's going to show WB. So not only are you going to have to know which one is which, you're going to have to go to all of them. Think yeah. of some of these small towns that only have one theater near them. Right. Imagine you only have a WB theater near you. 
and you have to drive an hour to go see a Disney movie. You have to drive an hour and a half to go see a Paramount movie. You don't want that. You do not want that. No. Oh, and guess what? They're all going to be, they can all set their own ticket prices because there's no one to negotiate with. So you have to pay 25 bucks to go see a Disney movie. Yeah. Because they can. And because they know they'll get you. Yep. You're going to pay a different price at each theater because there's no one to check them. Yeah. Well, not only that, the studios don't want that either. They shouldn't anyway. Um, You know, just for the sheer fact that by doing that, you limit the number of screens that you can put it on, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So it'd be inconvenient for the studios. It would be inconvenient for, uh, for the clientele, for the small towns, especially, Uh, you know, there's, I had one other thought to this. Um, crap, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Uh, you want to get your, your film out to as many screens as possible across the country. Yes. You want to develop word of mouth across the country. You don't want to sit there and say, well, I've got a location here, here, and here. And that's your closest location. So suck on that. You know, you don't. Yeah. And if, if you like any of those indie films, those, good luck. Yeah, you ain't going to get them if the studios own the theaters. Because right. do, you see, do you see any of the major studios giving up their own screen space for, you know, a small company? Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So all those indie filmmakers are not going to get space. Yeah. Imagine a world where last year's, this the most recent, Oscar-winning best movie cannot find a theater to play it on. Right. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. That's a sad world. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be a part of that. Um, you know, in in theory, it might sound like a good idea to you, yeah. but trust me, you don't. There's a whole reason that we had this battle back in, you know, eighty almost a hundred years ago. Yeah. Uh, to to free that up. You know, because you can't have a competitive system that way and then you just want to get dominated. And that's, we, we can rag all day about big corporations. That's what happens with Walmarts going into small towns. They put out little guys. So you can't help the mom and pop store because Walmart's undercutting them for whatever. Same rule would apply here. You know, you, block, you box out your competitors in one town. Say the entire Kansas City metro area was nothing but Disney theaters. And they're only given one screen per location to, to Warner Brothers yeah. or to Paramount. And the rest is all their Disney stuff. And you have to look all over the Midwest and drive maybe hours and hours and hours to find a theater relatively near you that's showing whatever movie you want. Right. So, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. It's not what you want. The only companies that this would benefit would be a Netflix or uh, or an Amazon Prime, one of the streaming services, essentially. Yeah. So that way they can, the only way that, and that would only benefit them, so that way they could play their movies in theaters and then have them completely eligible for the Oscars. Yeah. So um, that, would, that would be the only way to do it. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll be, I'll be curious to see what happens with that, that law getting flipped over. Um, but yeah, this whole thing with Mulan sucks and it raises more questions than anything. Uh, because now the biggest question everybody has is, well, what does this mean for Mulan or not for Mulan for Black Widow? We already know what it means for Mulan. Yeah. 
which by the way, I did the math on it. I think Disney Plus has like 65 million subscribers. And if half of them bought Mulan, they would make $900 million doing that. And we would not see anything from it because people aren't coming to the theaters to see it. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. So, hell, even just a quarter of people subscribing to it, you know, I'd be curious to to see what they do with this whole premium tier going forward. Because if it's a one-time purchase, yeah, how are they going to make money off of any future releases? Well, I think it's a one-time purchase for the film. It's not a one-time purchase for the tier. The article I said said it would be a premium tier. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, my understanding was that that tier would only apply to that one movie. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, like I said, it still raises questions for yeah. Black Widow, uh, which is scheduled in November. Um, November is a good spy movie month, by the way. Uh, but I think there, I've seen, uh, with the backlash I've seen on Twitter, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if they make enough money to yeah to justify moving something like Black Widow right the VOD. I yeah. don't think they will. Well, I, and I don't think they will either because uh, they they did say that this is going to be a one off, and I want to believe that. But you also told us you were going to release that movie in theaters, yeah, and not drop it. I I was a little more understanding with Trolls because the pandemic was just starting. Sure. And there was no no end in sight yet. And yes, things are kind of bad, but we are gearing up towards, you know, a new normal. Yes. There there is an end not an end, but there there is a a plan. Right. You know that you're going to be able to release it. Yeah. Two theaters in a relatively short period of time. Right. Versus Universal had no clue when they get to release trolls so, and and with all these parents with their kids stuck at home desperate sure cool i was annoyed that you know that when the universal studio s- suggested that they were going to do that more going forward mm-hmm. but trolls itself being moved when everything shut down i got yeah i get it that, yeah. that made sense this does not make sense to me no no uh and yeah that was the big question everybody was asking about black widow and i'm going like, it's a fair question at this point. Even if you say you're not going to do it, it's still fair for us to ask, are you sure you're not going to do it? Like, you know, what happens if this whole thing gets yeah. worse and you, you're still hemorrhaging money from the last quarter going into this quarter, even with Mulan boosting your numbers a bit? Like, you know, are you going to go ahead and pull the trigger on putting Black Widow out there just so that way you can you can recoup that money is... You know, and yeah. continue hurting theaters, or are you going to go ahead and ride it out with us and give us a break, essentially? Because, like I said, yeah. with all this going on, it's just been kicking the nuts after kicking the nuts. Because we have obviously we shut down when we did. We've been home this entire time. Theaters aren't making money. Employees are, or you know, now we're we're still furloughed and not making any federal money or anything. Um, and you know, you've got so many people out there searching for jobs that it's almost all, not quite, I'm not going to say it's pointless to look for a job now. Cause I, I feel like you and I could find something, but there's going to be a lot of people searching for those same jobs and only one person yeah. can take each position. You know, we can't thin out the herd that way. So we need to get back to work obviously, but yeah. you know, when you take away these big money makers from us, you know, it's like, <laughs> 
are you with us or not? Like, yeah. you know. Um, so Disney did decide to go ahead and stick with their contractual obligation and put New Mutants in theaters. As a uh, as somebody put it, it's it's their way of apologizing. And I'm sitting there going, oh, gee, thanks, mister. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, really? Like, that's that's the apology. Not, you know, negotiating a lower rental price for theaters. So that way we can go ahead and get Mulan in and try it out and see. Like, at that point, go head to head with your VOD system and just see what happens. Yeah. Like, it would be, would be, that would be my, my idea of an apology. Like, look, we're still going to do this, but we want you guys to have an opportunity to, to make money off of it too. Yeah. Be mutually beneficial. Like, and maybe they did offer that and, you know, NATO said, no, we're not doing that. It's all or nothing, Uh, which I could see being the case too. So yeah, yeah, it just, it sucks, you know, and we don't, we don't know what's going to come from it. Yep. Uh, However, there's been videos going around this weekend of people uh, in our industry across the globe uh, who are not happy with this decision at all. Uh, the one that I shared with you the other day and was shared during our conference call today. Uh, this is a man who owns a movie theater in France. Uh, we'll, we'll share it on our, on our Twitter feed. Uh, this guy took a baseball bat and went to town on a Mulan standee. Um, just tore the shit out of it. And it was awesome. Uh, I think it was a cricket bat, but whatever. Or a cricket bat. I couldn't quite tell. The video, video was kind of fuzzy. Well, it's, way, it's France, so it's probably a cricket bat, not a baseball bat. Yeah, I'm just saying. He had something. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so there's that. There's a video of somebody burning a Mulan poster. You know, not. I'm not shocked by any of this behavior. However, somebody was and thought it was all racially charged. And I'm going, okay, it could be, Sure. Uh, you know, I'll bite. Uh, but the guy that posted the video, it was specifically stated he runs a theater and was pissed about it. Yeah, and he was mad at, at Disney. Yes. And I, I, I'll i be honest with you, I'm in the same boat. Like, you know, if we had one, yeah. I'd have already run through it. Like, like we've had all your, all your advertising materials up for months, yeah. even before the pandemic hit. We've yeah. had it up for months. We've been advertising this movie for you. Yeah. And with the expectation that we were going to get it and make money off of it that way, because we don't get paid for these materials that they post. They send it to us. Right. And we display it, again, with the intention being we're going to get to, to show the movie yeah. and make our money that way. So when we've literally spent months advertising this movie for you, just for you to go, ha, huh, just kidding, we're, we're going to put it on online. Yeah. And like a lot of people said, you put it on the streaming service, yeah, have fun. Uh, it's going to be on the internet the next yeah. day for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's going to be a huge piracy issue with this movie, I guarantee. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, it's more difficult to pirate in a theater than it is, you know, from your own home. That is very true. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it just, it blows my mind what... Uh, what people took from that video though of, of people destroying the stuff now if yeah. he had blatantly said something anti-asian as he was destroying it um you know then i would say okay 
that's that's a fair fair call to go ahead and call him racist but at the same time i'm just going clearly he's pissed off at disney yeah. i would i would hope he would do it with a tenant you know piece if if tenant yeah. was doing the same thing uh, or any piece of propaganda or propaganda but <laughs> uh it's movie propaganda uh uh any any piece of mer- uh, uh marketing yeah you know? um yeah, I've driven through standees for movies that I have liked, so just to get rid of them. So, I don't know. It's it's such a weird place to be in now, Trisha, that we, uh, you know, we're we're going back to work, but we're sitting there going, "What's what's coming next for us?" Yeah, and what's we, what's the future going to look like? Yeah, like what what does this hold for for us both? personally and and business wise you know um i don't know it just it is what it is and we'll see what happens but uh yeah for those of you asking who want to know what our thoughts are on mulan um disney can kick rocks right now where we're not we're not in a good place and we won't be for a minute yeah Uh, that being said we're still gonna watch new mutants we'll still watch black widow when that comes but uh nice thing for us is we don't pay for it so you know sure. yeah well trisha did you have anything else for for our listeners this week i don't think so okay all right I, well, did, I did have a an older lady call my hair fun on saturday oh for those of you because i i re-dyed my hair purple again on friday yes. since it had faded so badly yeah it's okay i roasted and, uh, yesterday i was we were helping this lady and it turned out she had cash. So I turned around and walked down to the bar register to help her. And yeah. I just hear this, oh, your hair is purple. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I roasted 2.0 yesterday. Um, Cause he said something about helping him. And I was just finishing up with a customer and he goes, he goes, can I get some help? And I go, you're beyond help. And I thought the customer was going to fall over laughing. Uh, <laughs> just quick, just right on, on my toes with yeah. it. Like, you know, uh, I watched that kid struggle with hot wings yesterday and it was comical. So you tell me about that. Yeah, well, uh, dude, he was like, who is hot? And I'm like, yeah, well, that's okay. why they're called hot wings. All right, guys, uh, real quick, we've been, we've been throwing this out every week for the past few weeks now. We're going to do it again. Uh, hashtag Save Your Cinema. Go to SaveYourCinema.com. Write your, your elected officials. Uh, it takes 30 seconds. You fill it out. They email for you. If you want to call your senators and your, your representatives, we encourage that, too, because apparently that helps uh, as they know they're getting real people to actually call in. Tell them what movies mean to you, why they need to get the Restart Act uh, uh, passed and helping not just movie theaters, but live music venues, uh, other entertainment venues as well, just to get everybody, um, you know, back on an even playing field to to keep the arts alive, essentially. Um, Yeah, do that. SaveYourCinema.com. Call your your elected officials. Help, because this this fight is not over yet. We've got a ways to go. Uh, and we don't we don't know when it's going to end with with COVID-19 so um, but yeah all that being said uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button never miss an episode next week uh, we will not be doing a new episode next week uh, unless something huge comes up I'm going out of town 
again, and I won't be back until when we usually drop the episode. So, um, however, we might have a guest spot on another podcast. Uh, when we do, I will post and share about it whenever it's getting ready to go up. Uh, but as, uh, we're, we're still ironing out all the details on that. So we might be on another show uh, next week sometime. So all that being said, follow us on Twitter at drunk underscore theater. You can follow us on Facebook at my drunk movie theater. Uh, you can also email us at my drunk movie theater at gmail.com. Send us any uh, comments, reviews, suggestions, stuff you want us to talk about. You know, we always like to, to figure out an argument about whatever movies. So it's true. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but you know, thanks for your support guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks on this show. And like I said, we'll, we'll keep you apprised of what's going on uh, with the other podcasts that we're talking to. Uh, for all of us here at my drunk movie theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. Thank you.